say Happy New Year to everybody. All right, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I know sometimes we, Happy New Year's is kind of like the add-on to Christmas, like Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But, you know, it is a new year, and it's a new year we get to think about this year and think about last year's, and it's usually really good right after Christmas to start thinking about, okay, well, what, are, what is this year going to be about? Or what, what do I want to improve in my life in different ways? Uh, having different goals. A lot of people set resolutions. Uh, how many of you guys, by a raise of hands, how many set a, at least a resolution or a goal this year? Okay, not a very goal resolution <laughs> uh, crowd here. All right, well, uh, it's not too late, by the way. And, and I'm not a big fan of the word resolutions. I'm, I'm more of a fan of setting goals and thinking about how to do, how to do things better than before. Uh, but not just better by ourselves, but better as a family. And in, in the body of Christ, we are thankful that we have a family. We are thankful that we can have fellowship in the body of Christ. And if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you're not in this journey by yourself. Amen, right? We're not in this journey by ourselves, like trying to be Lone Ranger Christians. We are, are together as a family, and Jesus unites us. And today, today we're going to be looking at what it is to be in communion, or in, in fellowship in a family. Uh, and and this, we're starting a, a series called Family, and, and the kind of the tagline is, what's your status? Now, I didn't come up with this tagline. I, I was searching for different things, and, and this logo nice, nicely appeared on uh, Faith Life Proclaimed, so they made, the, they made it, not me. Uh, but I like this, this so much. Family, what's your status? So it really is challenging for us. What is our status in the family? And today we're going to be looking at, the, at fellowship. Uh, what is our f- status as in the fellowship with each other in God's family? And so we're going to be looking at this today. And so I want to encourage you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. And I know there's a lot of really great verses in Ephesians 2, but we're going to be starting in verse 11. Um, some of my favorite past, or some, some great verses are right before that in Ephesians 2. You know, there's some nice ones like 8 and 9 and 10. Uh, we're going to go right to verse 11. So I encourage you to open your Bibles or your apps or, how, or you want to watch on the screen, however you want to do it. But we're going to be in uh, the book of Ephesians this morning. <clears throat> and chapter 2. And, this, and Ephesians is a letter that was written by Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul. And he wrote this letter while we believe he was in jail. And he is trying to encourage uh, people, other Christians specifically in the, in the place of Ephesus, uh, about how to follow Jesus. Uh, and so here in verse 11, we're going to read this. It says, Therefore, remember formerly that you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcised, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners 
to the covenants and the end of the promise without hope and without God and the world. Now, if, that, if we stop there, that seems pretty bad. That, that all of us, unless we were Jewish people, were not part of God's family or part of His covenant, part of the promise. We were without hope and without God in the world. He doesn't end there. So let's read the next verse. He says, But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Okay, so he, he's saying here that people, there's these two groups. Groups that were that Gentiles and the group that were Jewish people. And, and the, the big mark of the Jewish people was this, this thing called circumcision. And he, he talks about that in verse 11. But that, he said that's done by human hands. That's, that's done in, in the body. But in our hearts, how are we united? In, we're united by Christ. And so it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or Gentile, that we are in God's family because of Jesus. And today, I want to, our, our first point today is that our fellowship is in Christ. So what is our status? If you are a believer of Jesus Christ, if you have given your life to Jesus, then your status in the fellowship in the family of God is that you have fellowship in Christ. And, and Jesus wants us to be in fellowship with Him. It's not a, I don't like to say we're in a religion. Yes, technically we are religious people because we do certain things. But we're in a relationship with Christ. We believe in Jesus. And so, not just that we believe some things about Jesus, but we are in a relationship. We're in fellowship. We're in communion with Him. I, I encourage each of us, if you want to get to know Jesus more, then to open His Word on a regular basis. You know, today is the second day of the year, but if you want to start a, a Bible reading plan for the whole year, or some kind of reading plan to read through the Bible or read through parts of the Bible, today's a good day to start. Yesterday might have been a little better, but today is still... <laughs> Last year I started a Bible reading plan on January 7th, so it's not too late. Today is only January 2nd. But get in God's Word. But don't just look at it like a textbook and just try to, just try to get, gain the knowledge, the information. No, we are in a relationship with Jesus. And so in a relationship with Jesus, we're finding more out about His heart. We find out about what Jesus is like. And, and we see in, this, in the Scripture that, that sin has corrupted humanity. That because of, of Satan... And because of our sinful nature, we are not right with God. And so we need to be made right with God, and we can be brought in a, into His fellowship, made right with Him. And I want to encourage you to think it's not just one time when I was saved. One time a long time ago, or one time last year, whenever it was, it's, we need Jesus every day. We need His grace and so to be in fellowship with Christ be, means that we're in communion with Him. We're, we're one with His Spirit. We're learning and growing. And we are becoming more and more like Him. Alright, so first we have fellowship in Christ. And let's read in verse 14 from Ephesians 2. 
It says, for he himself, that's Paul's talking about Jesus. So Jesus himself is our peace. And we've learned a lot about peace over the last, uh, during this Advent season, but also more than that. Jesus is our peace, who has made the two groups one. Remember, there's these two groups, and, and he's saying, Paul is saying that these two groups, the Gentiles and the Jews, have become one in Christ. And it says, and he has destroyed, so these two groups are one, and Jesus has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Verse 15, by setting aside in the, his flesh the law with its, its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two thus making peace and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he came sorry which he put to death their hostility he preached peace to you who were far away and the peace to those who were near and, and through or for though through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Okay, so here's a lot of things here. He, Paul's talking about peace and how we're together. What, whether, whatever your background is, if you are in Christ, then you share together in His peace. And, and in this, this body of Christ, in this reconciliation, there's no hostility. It says he's, he's taken down this dividing wall. I mean, I mean think, about the, think about the Berlin Wall. There was this, this wall that went through the whole dividing the city. And, and people from one side, they, they were stuck on the inside. And people on the outside, I guess they weren't stuck on the outside, but they didn't, there was a wall between them. They could not go back and forth. But when that wall came down, that was a historic day in the 80s. It, when it came down, people were rejoicing. They could be free to be one together. And in a different way, but some similarities here, Jesus is taking down that dividing wall of our differences. And he's saying, in me, in Christ, we are one family. We are one in the family of God. And I know there's a lot of little walls that start creeping up. A lot of things that are like, no, we're, we can't be worshiping. We can't be, uh, we can't be united with these kind of people because they believe this or they believe that. And there's lots of little things. And especially even with all the things in the last two years with the pandemic, there's a lot of things that have been creeping up to, to bring disunity and bring dissension. But in God's family... Let's be unified. It doesn't mean we have to agree about everything. But what's the most important thing we agree about? Jesus. We agree about Jesus. And so our second point today is that we have fellowship with His family. We have fellowship with Jesus' family. It, if I am in God's family and you are in God's family, then we are all in God's family. Right? Right? And so if I'm trying to grow closer in my relationship with Jesus, 
and you're trying to grow closer in your relationship with Jesus, and, and we all are trying to grow closer in our relationship with Jesus, guess what happens? We all end up getting closer. We shouldn't be getting more and more separated if, we are, if our goal is to be united with Christ. If we are united with Christ, then we are going to be growing towards Him, and therefore, even if a little bit, we're growing towards each other. And, and so we should have fellowship with each other in the family. We should have fellowship with the body of Christ. Today we're celebrating communion, and the communion that we celebrate is to be in communion, being in relationship, being with Jesus, but also, it's also that we're in relationship with his family. And if you are in the body of Christ, if you have given your life to Jesus, then you are family. And that's what we can celebrate today. So not just that we are in communion with Jesus, but we're in communion with each other. It doesn't mean we have to agree about every theological thing or every political thing or anything. We just have to agree that Jesus is Lord and that we are living our life to please Jesus and we are trying to understand and listen to each other. We're trying to be in fellowship with Jesus and in fellowship with one another. And Paul continues here this, this part in chapter 2. And he says in verse 18, or 19, I'm sorry. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, that's in Jesus, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling place or a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So here Paul is, is giving us this imagery we know that Jesus is the cornerstone, right? We know that, that Jesus is the solid foundation for which we stand as, as believers. And we, we are trying to, to live our life on the foundation of Jesus and, and letting Him be the cornerstone and not other things because we know that the storms come and our life is built on the solid rock of Jesus, right? Jesus talked about that in the Sermon on the Mount. But, but so if Jesus is our cornerstone... Paul's giving us this really beautiful illustration. He's saying if Jesus is our cornerstone, where is Jesus, where, where is God's spirit living? Where is he going to dwell? Well, he's saying here in verse 21 that in him, the whole building is joined together. This whole building. And it rises to become this holy temple in the Lord. So we, the, the family of God, are where God dwells in His holy temple. Now, it's hard for us to think about how are we a temple, but that's what he's saying here. Paul is saying that we, in fellowship with Jesus and in fellowship with one another, are a holy temple. And our third point today is fellowship that is holy. What's your status? Our status should be that our fellowship is holy. It is set apart. It is a place where God 
dwells. You know, when I'm, when I'm in my house and I hear my kids in another room and they are having fun together and they're playing games and they're enjoying time together, I'm, I'm really excited to come in there and join in whatever activities they're doing, even if it's not really something I care about a lot, but because I want to be in fellowship with them, because I want to care about, I want to be involved in their life. I want to be doing things and having fun with them. I want to be dwelling with them. But if I hear in the next room over, <laughs> contention, and, I, and maybe one of them is right and one of them is wrong or whatever it is, but I hear contention, I, I am still going to go in that room unless Ellen beats me to it. <laughs> I am still going to go in that room. But it's not because I'm welcomed in. It's not because I'm excited to go in and try to break up a fight. I'm going to go in there in a very different kind of tone. And hopefully, not in sin myself, but to separate and divide it and, and say, hey, let's, let's work this out. And I kind of believe this is a little bit of a picture of what, what this is like. You know, there's so many people that are Christians that are saying this and they're saying that and they're just so upset at each other and, and, and maybe they're mostly right and maybe they're mostly right but they all have their points but it doesn't look or sound holy, does it? When, when the world is watching us and they see that we're fighting over, over all kinds of things, it's not saying it doesn't show a good example that we are family. It doesn't show a good example that, that Jesus is in communion with us, that we are in communion and fellowship with him and each other. It looks like we're just a big mess. And honestly, we might be a big mess. But that's why we need Jesus. We need, Jesus. We need to set aside our differences. Whatever it is, even if we think this is the truth and this is right and this is, this is, God's, what, what, this is God's telling me and, and other people are saying this is what is truth and this is what's right and if you're a Christian you believe this. Well, how can both of those be right? What we need to do is we need to focus on Jesus. And we need to ask Jesus to help us be united as a family of God. And those differences are going to fall away. We might still not agree on everything, but that's okay. We don't have to agree on everything. What's important is that we have fellowship with Jesus and that we have fellowship with one another. And that fellowship is holy. It invites Jesus to come. And that's what I believe communion is all about, is that we recognize what Jesus did for us and we are right with him. And that we can be right with not just Jesus, but with each other. And that Jesus comes and dwells with us. And His Spirit dwells in us as a holy temple. I get kind of excited to think about that. Because someday, we are going to be dwelling with Jesus in fellowship with Him and, another, and each other. And it's going to be holy. And it's not because we're just bouncing off the clouds. But it's because we're going to be united in Christ fully and there's not going to be sin and death there's not going to be all the corruption but we're going to have unity in jesus and that's what he wants for us now 
I, I know it's a lot harder now, but that's what he wants for us now. So if we are united in Jesus, and we are then united in his family, we're going to have a fellowship that is holy. And where other people can say, wow, I, I don't understand how, how you think this and you think this, but you are united in Christ. And you are brothers and sisters in Christ. And you share in the unity of Jesus. I want to be part of that family. That's so attractive. What's not attractive is, I'm not just saying East Bend, I'm just saying in general, Christians saying, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. No, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. No, that's not attractive. That doesn't show Jesus to people. Jesus came to bring his peace. And his peace doesn't look like the peace that, we're, that the world is thinking is peace. It's bringing that wholeness. It's restoring people together. Jesus said to love me with all your heart and to love others. And so how can we do that even in the body of Christ, in the family of Christ? Let's, let's start by having fellowship and communion with Jesus, with people in his family. And that place is holy. So as, as we think about communion, and we're going to be participating here in a few minutes, I want you just to think about how am I? How am I sharing in fellowship with Jesus? How, what, what is my status? Am, am I in his family? Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe, you've, maybe, maybe you have, but it was a long time ago and you don't feel close to him now. What is my status? Am I in his family? So the first thing we need to really ask ourselves is, am I, am I in fellowship with Jesus? And if you're not, to talk to Jesus and ask him to be in. To ask him, invite him to search your heart and to show you what is, what is offensive to him. To, to, to be right with him. To, to get rid of all that sin, all guilt, anything that's not pleasing to Him. Secondly, am I in fellowship with His family? Is there something I'm holding against someone? Is there something I'm, I'm not willing to lay down at Jesus' feet? And I'm not wanting to be united with them. We need to be in fellowship with Jesus and his family. And does that look holy? Does it, does it look messy? Maybe. But let's be, let's be a people that are called to be holy and come together in Jesus' family. And so I just want to ask you guys to think about that. And as, as you think about that, what I've been saying this whole time, and I didn't say it as a main idea, but the main idea is that believers in Christ are to be in fellowship with one another. Believers in Christ are to be in fellowship with each other. And so I just want you to think about that. How, what is your status? How are you doing? And then after, and after a minute, I'll pray. So take this time.
Lord Jesus, we thank you that you offer us peace to come back into your presence and to come in unity with each other and with you. And so God, we ask that if there's anything that's not right between you and us, you and me, that you just show us. And over this, the next few moments during these, this next song, that we could really be becoming right with you, Jesus. Restore us to you in your presence, Jesus. And I pray, God, if there's things that, are, that we have that we're holding against brothers and sisters in Christ, that, God, that you would show us today how we can go and have that conversation with someone, even if it's hard, and that we can be right with each other. So Jesus, I just thank you for this, this opportunity to be in fellowship with you. And God, we ask that we would be people that would, would stay in fellowship with you, and that you would show us what we've done wrong and how we can be right with you, and not living out of fear, but that we could live in that fellowship with you on a, on a regular daily basis where we are seeking you with all our heart and loving you with your love and loving others with your love. And so God, we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.